Good morning and welcome to Ask Andy. This is a daily podcast about personal injury practice in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I'm Andrew Newworth. This podcast is sponsored by my law firm, Newworth Law Office. We are a King of Prussia personal injury law firm in the suburbs of Philadelphia. So first things first, Newworth Law gloves and hand sanitizer with my name on them are available if you want to email me or call me or get in touch with me through the website. Um, I'll be sending them out to clients and contacts and lawyers, and, but if you want a pair, let me know. So I wanted to talk to you today about uh, being hit by a drunk driver or being involved in a drunk driving accident as the victim. So if you're out drunk driving, this probably isn't the podcast for you. It's, you know, kind of socially unacceptable now and illegal. But, um, you know, the important thing to know about these situations is if someone hits you and you guys both get out and they're drunk or they appear out of sorts, call the police first. Um, Don't call your lawyer first. Call the police. Call EMS. See if, you know, someone can get a breathalyzer on the person. If not, you know, take photos of them, maybe a video of them, you know, slurring their words or wandering around if you can get away with that. The other thing that happens sometimes with drunk drivers is they hit a lot of cars or they cause a lot of damage. So I'm working on a case now with a client where a drunk driver, a guy was drunk and high and hit like five different cars. So, you know, everyone was fairly injured, but drunk drivers kind of by reputation or by, you know, long experience don't have a lot of insurance coverage because they're, you know, often less responsible than than the rest of of people driving around. So if you don't have a lot of insurance coverage and you're drunk driving, then, you know, for you as a driver, that's something you can worry about or you can fix or you can handle by having additional underinsured motorist coverage or uninsured motorist coverage. And that's something you should be looking at and just paying attention. And if you've been following along on some of these podcasts, you'll see that, you know, UM or UIM, underinsured or uninsured motorist coverage is something you should have. It's a way to protect yourself, not just protect others from you. So let's say you're hit by a drunk driver. What happens? Well, the police may come, the police may arrest the person, Um, you know, does that mean you win your case? Well, you know, first, were you injured is the question. Did you get photos of them? Did you get photos of their license plate? Did you get photos of the damage to their car? Um, Because you have to assume that you're dealing with someone who's unreliable on the other side. They may not have insurance. So you have to kind of protect yourself, just like you do in any other situation, by just kind of taking prudent measures. Take photos. Take recordings. Um, get a license plate. A lot of times people who are drunk driving don't even own their own car. They own somebody else's car. They're driving somebody else's car who may be more responsible and, you know, may have things to say to that person about uh, driving or may have tried to stop them. Who knows? But as the victim in these cases, you know, it is important, one, to document the impairment of the other driver And two, to take care of yourself and figure out what's wrong with you. So what typically happens is there's a drunk driver, the person's arrested, and then the focus of the claim shifts to you and your injuries, just like in any other case. There's never going to be a situation where 
you know, liability or negligence is disputed. The interesting thing that occurs, you know, that's a more kind of subtle, but the interesting thing that occurs in drunk driving cases is it, it is one of the few areas of personal injury practice where, you know, really punitive damages are on the table. So punitive damages are rarely kind of a viable claim in personal injury cases because, you know, the standard is pretty high. You know, it's not just, you know, were you negligent, it's were you kind of acting in such an egregious, intentional, wanton, or reckless manner. Um, So it's a much higher standard. And, you know, for the most part as a lawyer, when you get into non-drunk driving situations where, you know, the punitive damages are on the table, usually, you know, you may have a claim about them, but it may, it may, may, it may not be a strong one. It depends on the facts of the case. In the drunk driving situation, it's pretty cut and dried. You know, plainly, you know, you got drunk and drove a car and that's illegal and, and it's, you know, accepted as punitive. So what does that mean? Why does that affect anything? How does it affect you? Well, it affects you because as your lawyer, you know, me or anyone else will point out one significant fact, which is that you can't insure yourself for your drunk driving. So that's like a public policy thing. You can't insure yourself for shooting people. You can't insure yourself for assaulting people. You can't insure yourself for drunk driving. It's just not allowed. There's no policy for that because it's illegal. So what does that mean? Well, that means there may be money there. Let's say the person has a $50,000 policy and you have a broken leg and that's worth more than $50,000. So typically the insurance company will just tender the 50 or, you know, they'll tender the policy limit. But in a punitive situation, you know, let's say you have a $25,000 injury and they have a $50,000 policy. Now, with punitives on the table, what the the calculus is or the leverage or the pressure is that if a jury finds there's punitive damages and awards them to you or your client, then punitive damages aren't covered by insurance, like I mentioned earlier. So what happens? Let's say there's a $50,000 negligence award and a $150,000 punitive damages award. Is there insurance to cover that? No. No, there's not. So what happens? Well, the insurance company's going to say to the to their insured, like, well, we don't cover that. What's the insured going to say? The insurance going to say, what do you mean you don't cover that? The insurance company's going to say, well, uh, we told you that before trial. Oh, but you didn't tell me. So back and forth. But what really happens in the background is the lawyer for the insurance company should be telling the insurance company, like, uh, we have to settle this case because... Otherwise, you're not treating your insured properly. So the drunk driver should be furious with their insurance company for not settling their case because the insurance company has now exposed their drunk driver to punitive damages, which wouldn't have happened if they just offered the policy limits. So in the let's say you have 25 grand in injury and they have 50,000 in policy 
As much as it's a bitter pill to swallow, the insurance company should offer the $50,000 just to protect their insured from the possibility of getting hit with punitive damages. And that may be an extreme lawyer example, but that's kind of the calculus that has to go on in these situations. And that's why the drunk driving situation is a unique one. So the next thing that lawyers, you know, smart lawyers try and do is you try and kind of extrapolate that argument, the drunk driving punitive damages pressure point to other situations. And there's been a lot of effort recently in Pennsylvania to claim that you know, using your phone or texting and driving constitutes a punitive damages claim um, or can can survive a punitive damages, you know, motion to dismiss. And, you know, for the most part, that's not been successful. We keep we, we keep pleading it, but it's not really been particularly successful in in the same vein as drunk driving, even though I think that texting and driving is kind of like the scourge that drunk driving used to be. So. Anyway, that's enough for today on drunk driving and kind of the leverage against the insurance company and punitive damages. Um, Again, if you need gloves or sanitizer, give me a buzz. This has been Ask Andy. Uh, Again, this is not legal advice. Every case is different and past results don't indicate future success and all that stuff. So have a great day. Take care. I hold people accountable.